What does flow mean to you? Flow is a state of mind, a state in which a person becomes fully immersed in an effortless and continuous progression. To me, the ultimate goal in jiu-jitsu is finding that perfect role with perfect and effortless flow. I'm Professor Hayden Martz, and this is the Flow BJJ Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Flow BJJ podcast. Today we're going to discuss beginner BJJ and what to expect uh, your first day, your first three months. Uh, We're going to discuss how to be a good training partner uh, and what we wish we knew when we started jiu-jitsu. So today I have Aiden Hamar with us and I have Sandy as a guest host. Hey. How's it going, guys? So... You guys have started jiu-jitsu a little more recently than me, so let's first talk about what made you guys start jiu-jitsu. In the past episode, I talked about why I started jiu-jitsu and, and how. Um, so real quick, uh, Aiden, what made you start jiu-jitsu? Well, my dad's favorite sport was always MMA, so when I was a little kid, we would watch UFC a lot. I did not know that. Yeah. And getting older, I tried wrestling for a year, but it was pretty horrific, and I did not have a good time. But I have always loved fighting with my friends, like grappling around and trying to choke each other. So so I've always wanted to do combat, but I never really... There's no real like boxing or kickboxing. There's karate. I did do that when I was a little, little kid, but... I never really picked it back up, but when I'm pretty sure I saw a face, like my mom shared a Facebook page and it was you guys and I was super excited. I really wanted to try it, but I was, I was like a year out from getting a car and my parents were like, we're not driving you to Camden, (laughs) which is like 40 minutes away every single night to do this. And I, and I knew that if I wanted to do it, I was going to be super committed to it. So I pretty much just bided my time. And work to get my license. And in that time, I pretty much had done like research every single day on jujitsu and UFC because that's all I knew. I never really watched jujitsu at like actual matches. Like I'd, there was no flow grappling. Yeah, there's no flow grappling. I and even if there was, it's was probably still a sixty dollars <laughs> subscription. <laughs> so I definitely wasn't getting it. But I did get my license, <clears throat> and I came. And it was literally everything that I hoped and dreamed for. It was, it was less intense than wrestling. You got to break people and choke each other out for pretend, basically. You know, you're fake killing people in a way. Yeah, it's it was really awesome. So, what didn't you like about wrestling? You said you did it for a full year. Explain the difference in what a night of wrestling would be versus what it's here like here for a night of jiu-jitsu there is no real technique in a high school wrestling class it seems all the kids who do wrestling from the age of like six and up just have these movements ingrained in their head but as a new person joining in the middle of high school you need technique broken down for you and they just would not do it it's just pretty much all live drilling the whole time yeah just getting down and dirty and that's what a practice is like gotcha. well that's that's the same way here it seems like if you have an 8 to 12 year old kid those are the easiest people to to train they they pick things up so quickly so if you're trying to start wrestling at you know as a junior or sophomore that's that's gonna be rough and you sure. if you have no muscular development which i didn't really at all because <laughs> i'd be playing i had been playing like baseball before that so it, going into a, a grappling sport is just brutal. So, Sandy, uh, for the people that don't know, what what uh, stopped you from trying jiu-jitsu for so long, and, and why did you finally do it? Can I be fully honest? <laughs> well, sure. So, as for all you wives and girlfriends at home while your husbands are out when you're home with little kids, holding down the fort, working full-time jobs, going God to bless school. Those people. You know... I really had 
hated jujitsu because it took Hayden away from us. And I didn't know um, that it would turn into what it has for our family. Uh, when Haley started training and Maya started training with him, my whole family was gone like three nights a week. I didn't see them. So I ended up wanting to start training just to be able to spend more time with them and see what it was that they love so much about it. And it wasn't until we went to a jiu-jitsu tournament um, that I saw like the camaraderie that comes with jiu-jitsu, the big family, um, the respect for your opponent. Um, I really liked all of that. Did you have any interest in doing combat sports at all? No, I used to do like 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathons. I used to train a lot running and um, riding horses and stuff. So I had my own things that I was busy with. And you, in particular, did not like, which is the same for a lot of people. I would walk in at the end of class. The windows would be dripping (laughs) with sweat from these guys, and they smelled so bad. Um, This is back in, like, at the Stone Coast CrossFit. It wasn't bad there. But when you moved to the barn, the barn smelled like a barn. You could, it was just an old building. So you'd walk up these stairs. It was just, it, it wasn't geared towards like cleanliness. I wouldn't say it was dirty, well, but it was, it was just where you all would gather to train jujitsu. It wasn't an academy yet. It was more of a club. Hayden was trying to keep jujitsu in the area for himself and um, his training partners. And I don't think he realized it was going to grow the way that it did once he started teaching. And for a lot of people too, just the mental aspect of, being held down is i'm super claustrophobic yeah what was your first class like um it was like helicopter arm bar (laughs) it was it was freaking some weird arm bar where it was helicopter arm for the record (laughs) that may be the only i've never seen him teach it again but um he partnered me week. up with a lovely purple belt at the time, um, who's now our Alex, brown belt Alex. But at the time, he was a purple belt, young um, MMA fighter, um, police officer, and super intimidating. And we were practicing the hip bump drill, and I was mortified. My first class, I was paired with him, and it just is the funniest story because... <laughs> I was so nervous and I couldn't keep count and I kept messing up and you know like he called me out he's like that wasn't 20 and so I had to you know I had to keep going I remember that and too. I was I so livid at you like that you did that to me and I was also super intimidated to do any of the drilling um, I felt because I was Hayden's wife Haley's mom that I should already know everything and be able to do everything and that's the thing about jujitsu you are humbled you have to come in and you have to start at the very bottom very basics and if you're not somebody that can handle that then you're not going to last very long and so I would practice on my own and try things when no one was there or I would meet up with Haley Haley and Hayden before um, classes or nights that there weren't classes and just work on stuff because it's really super intimidating to step onto the mats if you haven't done it before and in hearing you talk about your first day, I <laughs> there's one thing that I so I still have not come up with a perfect solution for, and that's the warm up that we do. You know, we kind of stretch out, and then we do mat drills. And if you're brand new, like you have no idea how to do these mat drills, so you watch everybody or go. why you're doing them. <laughs> you watch everybody go, and then you go last because you're watching, and then everybody's watching you, yep. and it's just super uncomfortable. And nobody's really watching you, but and there's only so much time in a class like they are. that you can take to teach, like say three new people, right. how to do these five right. movements, right? Because if you have you know, if you have 30 people in a class and there's two or three new people and they see me reteach the hip escape for once yeah. a week for, you know, 10 minutes of the class, that's not productive. So more recently, when there's at least a couple of new people, I tend to have Aiden teach the snake moves, uh, hip escape, butt scooting, things like that off on the side which seems to work okay it's still not ideal um i still i'm looking for the it's best hard way to because do that. we don't have a bunch of people starting all at the same time mm-hmm. people are filtering in coming and going monthly 
So it's really difficult to find. first class, you're so overwhelmed with what's going on. Mm -hmm. Learning these techniques are incredibly important. And learning the techniques that Hayden teaches are incredibly important. You don't really know what to focus on when you go home. You know, it's, it's going to be really difficult. And a lot of, you know, those, those hip movements, like you have no idea why you're learning them yeah. at all. I mean, it's awkward and you're just like, what, what is this? I thought I was going to learn how to fight. <laughs> when you're trying to snake down the mats on your hips and instead of... You know, what you imagined in the UFC when you Googled, you know, jiu-jitsu. <laughs> um, so let's let's talk about, uh, as a new person, um, what to expect on the very first day. And I have some notes here, you know, from my thoughts on it. Different people are different. You know, some people are, are very introverted, some are not. This is not an easy room to walk into if you're brand new there certainly are plenty of welcoming people but once you once you tie up with someone physically it's it's uh it's a whole new thing especially if you haven't done anything like that before so let's talk about that real quick we've got a got you got new people that you haven't met previously a brand new environment you know what can we do better to make that easier on people Honestly, I think everybody here is super welcoming and makes everyone feel at ease. At least I would like to think that's how the environment is. I think we end up just pairing someone with a higher belt. We have some amazing higher belts that love teaching new people, and it's so awesome to have them. Like We have Eric, uh, who always takes anybody under their wing, takes extra time with these people and I think I, it's just got to be one-on-one with another person mm, yeah. yeah it's like the blue belt adopting their little it's really belt. important to have <laughs> new people paired up with a nice and well I feel like once you get up higher in the ranks in jiu-jitsu you you feel more like you want to serve rather than serve yourself mm, yeah you want to see other people flourish so it's good to have high belts that are really willing to help out and see the the uh, new people grow. And if, if you're a blue belt listening to this, whether you're at our academy or, or you're at a different academy, I can almost guarantee your instructor would love you to step up and help with new people. It's not even something that you need to ask him if you can help. Just just be there. There's always, there's always a new person who... Needs one on one has a million questions or just doesn't know what to do and and may or may not feel super uncomfortable. Like it probably took them a lot just to walk through the door. So to right because if you think about Aiden, who's a confident young man, he took six months of researching jujitsu before he stepped on the mats. And I know several women who have been studying jujitsu before they ever came here, mm-hmm. and it's. How awesome is that? But just showing up is like the biggest step. Once you're here, we've got you. But you also realize after doing this research in jiu-jitsu that you know nothing. It felt like it didn't make a single difference. It did make me more aware of the vocabulary, though, which was great because that can be very daunting. You're basically learning a new language. For sure. But I feel like, honestly, if you're a higher belt, it's going to make your jiu-jitsu better if you're taking people under your wing. You don't need to be their coach or their teacher. You just need to be able to reconsider the fundamentals of jiu-jitsu and help people out. And it's it's not even teaching them something. It's just being welcoming and, and yeah. showing them, taking them through the motions and what to do and where to be. And how the class <coughs> runs, how yeah. it works, what we do for the first part, the technique, and then... I know a ton of people come and they stay till the end of live rolling or yeah. whatnot, and they didn't know that they could leave before that. Like, right. we need to like make people know. Yeah, after technique is taught and you don't plan on rolling, stay and watch a little bit if you have time. But you don't have to stay all evening until it ends. We've got people here that just roll and roll and roll until we have to kick them like out. Meg, uh, Meg, if you're listening, <laughs> we adore you. 
I usually tell people to, if you can, because you're going to feel lost today, for sure. Like, there's no way around it. If you can survive for six weeks, it, it'll start, you, you won't know everything you need to know. You, In fact, you'll know probably 1% of what you'll know <laughs> over your lifetime about jujitsu, but you'll know enough to where it starts to become fun. You know, if you, if you know something from each position, you know, maybe you know one mount escape, maybe you know one side control escape, one guard pass, one submission. You know, if you come for six weeks, odds are you're going to know, you know, you come twice a week for six weeks, you've been to 12 classes, you should theoretically know 12 moves, which fills in a lot of the blanks when you're wondering, why am I doing certain things, you know, a brand new person, day one is drilling, we're drilling guard passes, why am I worried about the legs and why do I need to get past them, why is this such a big deal, until you, you know, until you have that happen to you over and over, people using their guard and, and finishing you or sweeping you, like you have no idea why you're even keep trying to get past the legs. And if you commit yourself to those six weeks, chances are you'll find a new person that has just started within those six weeks and you'll have someone to work things on and try new stuff on and you'll have another person that's just as lost as you are. Yeah, for sure. And you'll know just a little bit more exactly. for that confidence boost. Yeah. I think when it comes to my first class though, I didn't, okay, I knew I didn't want to do jujitsu because I hate being held down. I hate it. And that's what I thought it all was. And you had always told me that if you feel really uncomfortable there, you need to put yourself there. For and sure, yeah. for anybody like out there that hates being held down as, as afraid of someone touching their neck or hurting them, you have to put yourself in that uncomfortable position in a safe environment like what we provide because if it happens in real life, you're going to be in a really bad spot. And I remember tapping in my first month to just Meg who at the time was about 105 pounds and a ninth grader I would tap to her just being on top of me I she does have good pressure <laughs> but you know <laughs> sure. I would be underneath these people and I would just I would need a break and that's okay like you're working through way more than jujitsu when you walk on these mats mm-hmm. you're working through some stuff that you've been through in your life and it comes out on the mats and, but the good thing is it comes out on the mats, if you know what I mean. Yep, yep. And I tell, the, I tell a lot of the ladies in the women's class, you know, a lot of those women are, are here for self-defense reasons first, and then they end up falling in love with jiu-jitsu. But if you panic when somebody grabs a hold of you, like it's over immediately, you know, adrenaline dump, panic, freezing up, like you're done within the first 10 seconds of an encounter, you know, but even if you just learn to stay calm and try to fight out of a bad situation, if you're a hundred pounds and it's a 200 pound dude, you're going to need quite a bit of jujitsu to overcome that. But, and there's no way that three to five self-defense classes is going to, I'm not going to tell you that that's going to save your life. It may, you never know. Um, but continuous training is, is what it would take. But the thing that you need to learn first, like Sandy is saying, is to hang on a little bit, <laughs> hang on and breathe and try to keep a clear head and remain calm while, while something bad's happening, while someone's holding you down, whatever that might be. And you don't have to, say okay I want you to hold me down until I get out you know it's like hold me down for 10 seconds let me try to work my way out and if I panic and tap that's fine next week I'll try to do it for 30 seconds and you get to the point where eventually you're gonna be okay and as a woman who trains with other women new people coming in because I've been there I know that and just because I just because you can do something with a brand new person doesn't mean you should. And that's really important. I, it's the difference between someone coming back or not. You know, if, if yes, I'm really good at maintaining Mount. Yes. I have a bunch of submissions from top. 
should I do that to a brand new person walking in off, you know, in their first few weeks of jujitsu? That's not going to be good for either of us. And it may, you know, scare them away. It may make them feel like they're not progressing. And, you know, that's not what it's for. I mean, we need to work together to bring people along at their level, not yours. That being Mm -hmm. said, this actually leads me into the next thing I wanted to mention is the different types of new people. So there are plenty of introverted people who are afraid to try jujitsu and they finally push themselves just enough to walk through the door and want to try it. And you're absolutely right. Those people need to be slowly brought along until they're up to speed. There's also the opposite end of that spectrum, which we've seen time and time again, where someone comes in to see how tough they are, you know, to prove a point or whatever they're looking to do. You know, somebody wants to be the next world champion MMA fighter or somebody, you know, there's different reasons or they just want to see how tough they are. And uh, that tends to fall on the opposite end of the spectrum. <laughs> and a lot of times I think people come in and they come in really strong because they're a wrestler or they're an athlete and they're using those abilities in their favor. But it doesn't, I don't think they are ever, well, sometimes, but <laughs> I don't think there's ever any ill will with it. It's just not knowing exactly what you should be doing yep. when you're here or exactly what jujitsu is. Well, everyone has a fight or flight mentality. And if you spent most of your teenage life wrestling and someone grabs a hold of you, odds are you, you're going to lean towards fighting back and you're going to you're going to use the timing that you developed in wrestling, which is, is huge. It's how fast you hit the move, how fast you cut the corner, like fat, quick, 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 mm-hmm. not being put on your back, exploding back to turtle and things like that. So a lot of that comes off as, you know, being a jerk, but that's just what you have instinctually learned. You know, I think it all comes down to partnering people up with, someone who can accommodate to their like skill set their their attitude like if we have a brand new wrestler we should pair them up with a really high level upper belt or a really down and dirty older brown black belt to just make them use all the tricks (laughs) sometimes you got to demoralize people sometimes it's it's really good for the ego well yeah, I mean, you can't allow someone to come in and walk all over people, which does not happen, by the way. Um, but you you can't allow that. Otherwise, you've got a whole different problem on your hands. The, the last thing I have listed here, which falls into basically any category, whether you're the wrestling type who's grappled before, or someone who has no idea what to expect is just the overall fear of the unknown. I think that tends to manifest itself different in different people. Um, That's where you get the fight back from the wrestlers or you get the freezing up by the new person who's never done any type of combat sport before. It's just not knowing what to expect. Also, if you come in with the mentality of self-defense you're probably going to be thinking as a new person that you should be trying as hard as you possibly can because this could be someone trying to kill you. So you, you just it's, it's hard to get into a very comfortable, docile mentality in jiu-jitsu starting out because this is truly one of the only martial arts where you really get to fake kill people. Exactly. You know? <laughs> no, it's true. It's absolutely true. And, but the problem is that's the fastest way to learn. If you can, if if a brand new wrestler came in, which has happened multiple times, he's going 120 miles an hour, a, a high level purple, brown, or black belt taps him out seven to ten times in a six minute round, and the round's over, I guarantee I can walk up to that person and say, tell me what happened, and he will have no recollection whatsoever of any of the submissions, any mistakes he made to cause them or anything. Do you think that's just normal when you're new in general? 
Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, I feel sure. like I didn't know what the heck was happening to me for the first three or four months that I trained jiu-jitsu. I'm just uh, like, yes. uh, I had to tap because it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, but I think that, I think that as soon as you can listen and slow down to, I call it 70%, where you can fight back, it does not feel that much different than 100% to people but you can mentally remember what happened and you're going at a speed where if you tap, you can remember the five or 10 seconds leading up to that submission and recognize what sort of mistakes you made. Sometimes all you got to do is communicate. All you have to do is tell your partner to slow down. I know for me starting out, we have this purple belt, Eric, I would... I don't remember this, but apparently I would go so hard against him. He's just, he's he's a little, you know, he's older. Pretty pretty <laughs> old, actually. Um, we love you, Eric. <laughs> but all it took for me was, man. We're so got, glad you put Aiden in his, in his place back in the day. Man, he's like, man, all you, he's, man, you, you got to slow down. All right? You're going to hurt me. I'm he like, tells oh. everybody this. He's yeah, our gatekeeper. That's, but that's all it he's took for me. Slow down. He's a I was, I was like, oh, my God, I didn't mean to. <laughs> Well, sometimes it's all it takes. It is. But sometimes you got to rough them up. It just, it, <clears throat> right. you just got to, you got to try yeah. things. Yep. Communication sure. is key though. That's true. If someone's going at a pace that you're not comfortable with, you need to say something. Absolutely. And that, that's whether it's someone's first day or someone's six months right. in. Like this is your jujitsu journey and your no one else knows what you might be going through as far as physical injuries or limitations or anything. So it's totally on you to speak up and say, hey, you know, my shoulder's jacked up. If you can be careful here or whatever. I mean, if you're too injured, then then watch technique and learn and don't train. But if you're in that middle ground where you want to start training again or or you want to train through an injury, it's on you to speak up and say, hey, um, I got a, I got a bum knee or whatever it might be. Um, that's totally up to each individual person to make sure that the people around them are aware of that. So let's look at, uh, let's look beyond the first day and talk about the first three months and what would be ideal as far as how to get we'll call it as as good as possible in three months different people learn differently and progress different differently and have different amounts of time to put in first off let's look at how often should you train like how many times per week is there an ideal number is it dependent on your age your, your conditioning uh your lifestyle i feel like people come in and they don't realize just how taxing on the body doing combat is mm. doing grappling is yep. we get older folks that haven't done any sports in their entire life and they are super into it and they love it but they they may be almost too into it in a way like we have this new guy that he wants to come every single class and we're like man you may want to slow down like <laughs> this is i feel like people think that the more classes they take the faster they're just gonna know it all like until you realize that it's years and years and years. It's not a sprint. Yeah. But that's just, that's great because they're so excited. They're so happy to be here. They love the atmosphere. And mm -hmm. jujitsu gives you more than just a really good workout and self-defense. You, you get a family when you walk in. Like, we've got your back. It's We're good. For you. It's good if you come every class. But you just, you need to talk to yourself and make yourself understand that you don't need to roll it's, every yeah. single class either. You well, don't need to do every single round. You need to find out what fits your life, you know, as far as how many nights can I be away from the family? Do I have a family or do I not? That's dependent. How old are you? How quickly you recover varies depending on how old you are and what kind of shape you're in. So You also really need to consider the... Sorry. No. You, you need to consider that you're doing combat, you know. You need to be able to be aware that if you have a very important job and you have multiple kids and you are barely holding on, 
not barely holding on, but like you have people to support. You cannot injure yourself. You you cannot unless you're seeking to be an athlete. You you can't you yeah. just can't go too hard. You have no. to be careful. Yeah. yeah. And that's like when Hayden was training, like the most he could train at first was twice a week. Yep. And that was even more than I wanted him to be away. <laughs> he was working two jobs and going to school and training jujitsu. So, and I also was working two jobs with two small children. It was just, it's hard. So you got to find the balance and it's not going to be the same. Your jujitsu schedule today isn't going to be the same as it's going to be in five years, or right. it's not going to be the same as it was years ago. Like you yeah, have to adjust it to your life in the moment. Yeah. A lot of people think it's like, how many times a week physically can I train? That's not the only limiting factor. It's your, I mean, jujitsu is a lot of people's lives. Don't get me wrong. Um, and a lot of people aspire to be full-time competitors or, or instructors or anything like that. But the, the vast majority of, of any school that you walk into is 90% hobbyists. And those people have, a job that they need to go to the next day. They have a family. And so the physical part of jujitsu isn't necessarily what's limiting them from training more than a couple times a week. I, I've seen it plenty of times though, where people are brand new, they come in, they want to train every single night. And then two weeks later, you never see them again. They just get burned out really quickly. There's a lot to think about. And there's a lot going on. It's very physical and it is very taxing on the brain. It is very intense problem solving at the end of the day. I mean, to progress a good amount in the first three months, like one thing I wish I had done because I'm not a quick learner. (laughs) Um, I wish I had written down at the end of after a class kind of what we went over just to help it sink in, to have something to reference back because... There's so much going on in your mind because you're uh, you're being put in positions that you've never been put in before. You're uncomfortable. Like sometimes that's at the forefront of your brain is like, okay, I'm pinned down. I don't know how to get out. Um, even though you taught, you know, the sweep or a submission or something that same night, like when you're being stressed, it doesn't stick with you. So I wish I had like kept a little running journal. And it doesn't have to be anything crazy, but just to record what it is we learned just so I could remember it and try to practice it at the next class or open that. I also feel like if you, the actual act of writing something down, whether you ever look at it again, if you if you just write it down, it helps commit it more to your memory. Like if you take a jujitsu class and you enjoy the class, you learned a new move, you go home, you don't really think about it again. If you just take five or ten minutes, write down the move, write down the details that you remember from the move, it's going to start to pull out more information and, and the act of writing it down and thinking about what made, made the move work. Just doing that's going to help commit it to memory a lot more so than if you just don't. And that's that's not even talking about being able to reference it that's just the act of writing it down if we're talking specific technique that i wish i had learned in my first three months i wish my first three months were completely focused on escaping being pinned and escaping submissions because i feel like as i've gotten to blue belt that There is nothing that helps the confidence more. There's nothing that makes you more comfortable than knowing that against a lot of people, against new people specifically, you can escape being pinned. You can escape any arm bar that they put you in. Mm. You know, that's going to help you try new things on people. You know, that's that's how you grow. You need to be you need to be able to be confident enough to try new things on people or else you're just going to be stuck scared to try anything that's a that's what makes it difficult in the way that most academies are run is the first three months what you learn in the first three months is going to be completely different from 
what the next guy learned that started a month after you learns in his first three months, just because people are thrown into the class. You know, it's, there's a beginner class, there's an advanced class, but it's rotational and it's going through a series of moves. And depending on where you start, you're going to get something completely different than someone else's who started a week later or a month later. That's also what keeps it interesting though. If, if everyone learned the exact same thing, from the first day they'd all be the same you know they'd, they'd all be super strong at they whatever they around. learn but yeah. but people can't introduce new things to each other if everyone learns the exact same thing going up so outside of class because everybody's learning the same the same moves in class but what you study outside of class is also directly reflected in your jiu-jitsu and how you study um, when I started, BJJ Fanatics was not a thing. <laughs> uh, Kurt <it's>, Osiander. <laughs> hate it. He, uh, it just, you know, you couldn't study a system like you can now. Um, when you came on the scene, this BJJ Fanatics was pretty much in full swing. What did you study right <laughs> away? What did you find the most... What Useful. was your first out of your library of instructional? $5,000 BJJ Fanatics instructional library. I wonder well, if anybody has more than you. The first, <laughs> the first few classes, I pretty, I, I think I learned the knee slice. So I was super interested in learning all about the knee slice. So I got BJJ Fanatics always has daily deals. And I saw that there was a knee slice video. So I got that. And. I watched it a few times, but I ended up getting Gordon Ryan instructional right after that. So I never watched that video ever again. <laughs> and <laughs> for the record, I'm I bet probably more than half of the instructionals that get purchased never get watched. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, it's great for the for the instructors putting those videos out that you know people are buying their stuff, but. You've got to watch the instructional to get better at it. And you got to you got to practice it and implement it. And you can't just put on the instructional and let it play. And when it's over, it's not like watching a movie. Mm. Like you got to pause it. you got to rewind it. Watch that series again. You may even need it, to practice it, it on a person. Ooh. Right. <laughs> Imagine that. Drilling. <laughs> it's difficult to get partners. But if you can practice moves on a person outside of class, that is... Probably the number one way to develop skills. And this is also not an infomercial for BJJ Fanatics by <laughs> any means, but there's a lot of really good free content on YouTube as well. You just have to know what to look for. And if you watch something and you're not sure whether it's legit or not, then just send it to your instructor mm -hmm. and he'll tell you, hey, yeah, that's great, you know try it work on it whatever or he'll tell you if it's bs if it's if it has the word flying in it and you're a white belt you probably should just skip it yeah, yeah can we redo my first class please <laughs> i also think that if you search for the ex a very specific area that you're struggling with uh, rather than just looking at whatever your news feed on facebook or instagram shows you you're a lot better off too. If you're struggling getting stuck in side control, literally just go on YouTube and, and search for side control escapes and see what comes up. Find a high level person and start studying that way. You you can't really go wrong doing going about it that way. It also doesn't hurt to ask your peers or your teacher. Yeah. Your teacher is there, he's full willing to help you out with any questions you have. And you you cannot be afraid to ask because it could be the difference between a move being perfect and you hitting it on someone in a live role or you give up on the move because, like, your teacher may teach it to you and you try it, but if, if you're not reminded of the techniques, I, I mean, the details that make the difference, then you may not ever hit it. Like, if you... If you don't know, if, if, you can know a move, you can watch a move, you can see how it's done, you can see how it's demonstrated, you can see how it's done in a live role, 
But until you try it and you rep it out on a, on a human body, then you may never really. Yeah. No, that's true. Um, so let's look at, uh, let's look at day one again or, or your first three months. And from our point of view, now that we've been training a while, what makes a good training partner and how can you be a good training partner when you first start out? What, what are simple things that every person is, person is capable of doing? Communicating with you, talking to you, you know? Just simply talking to a person, a new person, can make the difference in technique and a live role or whatever because that's going to open up their willingness to ask and try new things and, mm. and everything. It, it, you just got to make people as comfortable yep. as possible. From from my point of view uh, as the professor, um, there's a few things, and they're very, very simple. One is be on time and be early to your first class do not walk in at the time that your class is scheduled to start and expect everything to go perfectly yeah to get a your (laughs) your gi or any apparel that you may not have that you want and stuff like that's rough when you're you late to class the second thing which everyone can do it may sound overly simple but just be clean and well kept. Don't be the stinky gee guy. <laughs> Cut your fingernails. <laughs> Just little stuff like that, which make the difference for a lot of people. You know, we're in some seriously close contact, training hard. Just be clean. Don't be the stinky guy. Make the effort. Make the effort. Right. I mean, we don't smell great when we leave. But no, that's true. At you least smell come good in, when you come in, though. Come in smelling pretty <laughs> right, at least, good. At least smell mind. good at first. Yeah. Brush your teeth, yep. guys. Altoids. Yeah. For Gum. Me, for me, yeah. Spray. Basically, All that, of it. pretend it's a first date, right? Yeah. <laughs> Take a shower. <laughs> brush your teeth. <laughs> um. And the next thing for me is just be ready, you know, be mentally ready to learn and, you know, be checked in, you know, ready to go for me. Try to be focused, you know, try to try to shut out all the extra thoughts in your head because you're learning something that's incredibly new, but also incredibly important. And you need to be able to focus yourself on the techniques that that are being taught and you need to think about why these things are being taught to you be coachable that's the biggest thing other than you have to be on time you have to be clean but you've got to be coachable once you're here if you are at a school listen to your professor listen to your high belts if you don't believe what they're telling you then you are not at the right school or you're wrong one of the two (laughs) you know um your instructor is a instructor at a successful school for a reason because they know what they're talking about and you need to buy into what they're saying. Otherwise, what's your reason for training there? Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's, that's my opinion. I've heard Tom say that a bunch of times. You just got to buy in to that program. You know, it's like, it's like joining a football team and deciding that, you don't agree with the coach's offensive game plan and you're going to do what you want. That doesn't work that way. You know, you are either all in or not. Um, so I think that's super important too. As a new person that let's say you've done zero combat sports, you have to realize how important it is to just physically like get hands on people. You need to even if you don't take anything away from the technique, you have to realize how important it is that you're actually stepping on the mats and touching people and sweating on people and people are trying to forcibly do things to you. Mm -hmm. Right. And you're going to leave that first class being completely exhausted because if you don't have any jujitsu, all you have is your strength and your, your sense of fight or flight. Mm. And, um, I (laughs) remember going home after my first week of classes and like no dinner, 
nothing just crawl into bed like every <laughs> muscle in my body like um just exhausted like mentally and physically exhausted but in a good way not in a bad way no it's a that, that's <laughs> because you're gonna just try to muscle out of everything because that's all that's all you have well that's why when you that's look around you after have to class learn and listen <laughs> everyone's got a blank stare on their face <laughs> you know, all sitting around talking but nobody's really saying anything you <laughs> drive home <laughs> with What's no great? music yeah. What's great about 25 miles an hour holy there <laughs> just like that just happened to me yeah you start to think about Should how I go back if, if you no. go against a, a girl and she strangles you three times and <laughs> nearly breaks your arm twice you're gonna kind of consider how maybe useless you are yeah. unless you actually or you'll just get say, into I'm this really just I'm really out of shape I just don't know what happened <laughs> I hear that a lot yeah I just oh, Speaking of that, I think Meg is responsible for making one new, at least one new person quit. Yeah, but that's okay. That's fine. That's I'm fine. Okay with that. Weeding them, yeah. weeding them out, <laughs> one by one. So, being a good training partner, things everyone can do. I have the word written down here, and that's ego. Let's not pretend that you can, quote unquote, check your ego at the door because. That's a cliche that I don't think is actually possible. Uh, you can minimize your ego and you can understand when your ego is getting in the way, but you're not going to completely eliminate your ego. And I think that I think that you have to work hard, but you also have to try to minimize your ego if you want to progress quickly. But... Because you you're just going to get stuck in this, like, muscling out of everything that's really not jujitsu. Yeah. Are you are here though? to learn jujitsu or just muscle through everybody you can get your hands on? Chances are, though, if you stick to jujitsu long enough, you're like, jujitsu is a pretty big ego killer, you know? If you go to an academy with even a, a mid-sized academy, there, there's people there that will shut you down so quickly and so efficiently that your your ego's going to die without you even knowing it, you know? Mm. There's going to be you'll come across females that will absolutely annihilate you and you're just going to that will kill your ego. They're you you may not even have like to think about killing your ego. 3 steps ahead of everything you do. Yeah. Just be prepared that you have to start here. That's okay. And that's one of the reasons I think that new people get so exhausted is they, one, they, they don't have the ability to recognize the spots where they can rest oh, yeah. in a role. You know, if you're a blue belt or higher, like you recognize these five second spots where you can literally recover your breathing, get frames and just settle down for a second. The, the new people only have full speed because they feel threatened at all times mm -hmm. if you're a blue belt you're like have these pockets of positions where you realize that you're 100 percent safe and you can take your second catch your breath whether it's five seconds or 10 seconds if you're brand new you don't have that ability you have that feeling of fear the entire time you have no no idea whether something's a trap or if it's really gonna be a problem either so there's no spot to rest it's it's just gonna be really difficult starting out to to feel safe at all but you just have to realize that you're signing a contract that you people like it is safe you know no one is really trying to destroy you no one's really trying to break you and if the, anyone does chances are that a higher up will shut that down immediately if you communicate it you know yep. no one's trying to actually kill you that's what's great about jujitsu. 100 <laughs> percent. so let's uh let's turn this around on the three of us now and talk about what we wish we knew on our first day or our, within our first three months both you know so we've touched on some of these things already um but what do you guys wish specifically that you guys knew when you started? I wish I knew the submissions that I got were all fake. <laughs> Every time you guys let me get a submission. 
It wasn't even real. (laughs) And I wish I knew that because it gave me a false sense of hope that I was actually getting better quick. (laughs) I wish I realized quicker how long this journey is going to be. And that you you cannot burn yourself out. You cannot overwhelm yourself or else you're just going to feel drowned. You have to realize that this is a long haul. It's not like cramming for a college final. Yeah. You can't do it that way. You won't make it, you know. And you have to enjoy with where you're at. Enjoy being a white belt. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was really fun. Like, I'm new, so there's not let's w- just, you know. There's not one white belt in the world that will listen to this and then suddenly be happy that they're a white belt. But if you could somehow get it into their head and say, listen, this is this is the perfect time because you have no pressure on you whatsoever to hit. you're not responsible for anything like you're supposed to be a screw up <laughs> you're supposed to be the bait for everyone else enjoy it because every once in a while you're going to catch a blue belt in the submission you're going to feel great but you can get caught by blue belts all day and they're that's supposed to happen you you literally have no concerns in the world other than you just showing up just showing up showing up and doing your best it's also really difficult but you need to be able to focus on singular things jujitsu is a ginormous branching sport with so many different possible movements that you can do and you you need to be able to just focus on one thing at a time because if not, you're you're not gonna really learn anything. Yep. And you're not gonna be able to learn the nuances that a black belt will know. Well it gives people perspective too. Um back uh it's been a while now, at least a year, but Brian said something to me the day that he got his first stripe on his white belt. And it was that prior to starting jujitsu, the amount of time an effort that it took to get his first stripe is what he imagined it would take to get his first belt before starting. And that's, that's probably pretty accurate for a lot of people. Like you, you just, you're here every day grinding. You've got no stripes on your belt and you wonder like, am I even doing anything correct yet? You know? Um, but it takes time, you know, it just, that's what makes it great, though. You you earn everything, right? You've got to settle in for the long haul, though, because if you try to, if you try to make it a sprint and you try to train, you know, seven days a week, and learn as much as possible in an effort to somehow take a shortcut, it's not going to work. If yeah. you're a competitor, yes, train seven days a week, but if you're training seven days a week as a hobbyist to try to shortcut your way to a higher belt it's not gonna work you're gonna you're gonna burn yourself out yeah as a hobbyist you gotta get more out of it than just technique you gotta get out of it the 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 friendship that you'll make with other people you know you gotta get out of it the the community and just being around people on a night on a day-to-day basis because some people just have jobs where they don't really get to socialize at all you know so for me, when I first started, I felt like I had a good foundation, but I obviously didn't. No one does. You know, they, they only know what they saw on the UFC, which is probably a submission of some sort, you know. But if I could do it all over again, I would want to know, I would want to be very sound positionally. And that's where I feel like my strongest suit is, is being sound positionally. But I think when you're brand new, the sooner that you understand that it's not it's not a good idea to just dive after a submission, you're much better off being far less risky and establish a dominant position first. The cliche, the cliche is position before submission, which is absolutely true. I feel like I've said it for... 12 years now and i'm sick of saying it but it's it holds true if if you get dominant positionally then the submissions are going to come but you're also going to be in a safe position if you're in a dominant position you know you're not going to get suddenly tapped by something that you didn't see coming i guess for me for my 
first three months, like, I wish that I had somehow found a way to help things sink in more because I was still dealing with a lot of anxiety on the mats, anxiety being on bottom, um, not knowing how to get out of certain areas, even though I was taught when it would come time to roll, I my mind would go blank because of fear. Yeah. And I think if I had really studied a little bit more than I allowed myself to, or even written down stuff that I would have benefited more and came along quicker. But I mean, everybody has their hangups. Like some people can watch something once and know it for the rest of their lives. And then I, I'm not one of those people. I have to try it and fail at it three or four times or more. Yeah. There's no blueprint to being a good learner. You have to go out there and try all kinds of different ways and see what sticks, you know? Yeah. So as far as, as far as concepts go, um, it, for me, if I could teach a brand new person a one-on-one lesson every single day for their first class, I feel like the number one concept that I could give them would be frames. Mm-hmm. Frames with your forearms from bottom side control, frames you know, on the hips, posting, get you, getting your posture back in the guard, just framing from everywhere, I think will take you the furthest immediately if you can implement it. You know, if I if I teach someone how to do an Americana in their first class, that's great. You know how to do an Americana, but odds are you're not going to hit that, you know, because you're going to be stuck underneath someone the whole time. Or you didn't pass their guard. Or you couldn't pass their <laughs> guard. <laughs> you're trying to do it's it It's not from, working. <laughs> right. You're, you keep trying it and the person keeps taking your back. I don't know what's wrong. So I, I think frames... And a close second would be underhooks. Those are two areas where I think if you understand the concept, then you can almost immediately implement them and be much better for it. Yeah, stopping someone from closing the distance, going chest to chest on you, it makes all the difference between the bottom person moving or not, being able to move their hips or not, you know, being able to breathe or not. Frames are incredibly important in that sense. So before we wrap up, I have two questions that I want to ask both of you. Uh, They're the same questions I asked Reese on our last podcast. Uh, First question, and either of you guys can answer, is you've got got a brand new person. They've never heard of jujitsu before. How do you describe jujitsu? It's... It's like wrestling, but you can choke people and you can break their limbs or joints. So that's what I say. I always describe it as... It's like wrestling with extra benefits. (laughs) 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 Wrestling with benefits. Yep. I always describe jiu-jitsu as wrestling, but with chokes and joint locks, basically. Okay. It, people automatically know what wrestling is, yep. and if they can imagine it with chokes and breaking people's limbs, then it, it gives them a pretty good picture in their mind. So you wouldn't describe it like karate? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, so last question for both of you, and that is you've got somebody who is on the fence about trying jiu-jitsu for the first time, and they... they they just need to have that small push over the edge to try it. And you know that once they try it, they're the type of person that they are going to succeed at jujitsu and it will change their life. What do you say to that person? Stuff. I feel like I try to make jujitsu. I try to describe jujitsu as fun exercise for people that are really on the on the edge of deciding like just try it out this is literally the most fun way you can exercise ever and that may be what tips them over because a lot of people don't like if i invite someone to the gym to work out with me and they're on the fence of working out then that may not be what they want to do right but if they do something fun like wrestling or ping pong 
and it's a good workout, then that may be yeah. what they Should we get a ping pong table brought in to flow? Yes. I'm sure the kids would love that during the adult class. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like I'm at a place right now with inviting people to jujitsu that like, you've got to want, like, you can't look at me. I, you wanted me to start training for eight years and I didn't want to do it. So until someone's ready, I can't imagine a sentence that would have made me start back. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. You know, but I'm just, you've got to be ready. I mean, also, I would just say it's, it's more than an activity. It's it, when you become a member here, it's like joining a family. We spend a lot of time together in very close encounters where we're put in positions and putting other people in positions where you have a mutual respect for the other person. And it doesn't matter where you come from, how much money you have on the mats, everybody's equal. And that's what I like about it. And I think that I know a lot of people when they showed up that first time and they could feel it, it changed their lives and women and men. So I think if you're looking for something that's going to, mean something to you where you need to be a part of something there's something missing in your life or if you have a high stress job um i don't think people know how much stressful or how much of a stressful job you have um because you carry it very well but it's a stressful job and i think jujitsu helped you mentally through mm, for the sure. past yeah. 15 uh, 12 years or whatnot yep so if you have a high pressure job, come in here and release the stress because it, you can't think about work when someone has you in a rear naked choke. <laughs> no, you can't think true. about, you know, a deal that you lost when somebody is, you know, putting you in a very difficult position where you have to think about getting out. For me, with when, when there's someone on the fence I feel like I've had the discussion a million times with a million people and the longer that you train jiu-jitsu the more people that you're going to talk to that want to be talked into coming that never ever show up and for me it what I say to people has gotten far more simple but if you just step on the mats like that is has a very high probability of changing the rest of your life. Like if you walk through the door, put on your gi and step on the mats, your life's going to be different because you're going to learn a skill, but you're also going to learn it's going to change the way your outlook on life is, the way that you handle stress. It's going to give you an entirely new family that you did not expect to have. Um, it's going to help with your conditioning. It's going to help with your stress level. It's going to help with everything. Um, but unless you walk through the door and experience it for yourself for the first time, there's nothing that I can say that's going to make you understand how important jujitsu is. There's there's just no way around it. You know, you have to... You have to experience it for yourself. No one is going to be able to explain it. Watching it on YouTube or or understanding, you know, watching some technique, jujitsu technique video and saying, oh, that's what jujitsu is. Maybe I'll try it on a very superficial level. Yes, that technique video you watched on YouTube that was 45 seconds long. That's what jujitsu is. But it's so much more than that when it comes to everything that you get that goes along with it because it's just like a sense of confidence that you have the way you carry yourself is different Mm -hmm. um the way that you handle stressful situations is different the way that you interact with your family the way you interact with your co-workers uh, everything changes you also make connections to people that you otherwise wouldn't expect you know we have 18 year old kids here that train we have 
successful lawyers, we have successful doctors and stockbrokers, and and those people that normally would would not reside in the same circles are all like family to each other because of jujitsu, mm-hmm. and that's you're not going to get that anywhere else for sure, and you're not going to know what it's like until you experience it for the first time. That's true. All right, guys, that is going to wrap up the episode for today. Beginner BJJ and what to expect. Tune in next week for the next episode. Thanks for coming out, guys. Bye. Peace. Remember, you don't need to move fast. You simply need to move forward. Life presents all of us different obstacles. It's easy to give up. However, get up, smile, and put one foot in front of the other. Everything works out. I promise you. Tom DeBlasso.